Hello and welcome back to Building Wealth on the Go, a podcast by KLT Wealth Management. Today is January 16th, 2023. We're back with season four, episode one of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for tuning back in in this new year. So happy new year to everyone. Uh, I am your host, Brad Wilson, joined by my colleagues, Courtney Beach and Joe Filiameni. We've got lots to jump into today on the podcast, our first of 2023. Um, believe it or not, already over halfway through <laughs> January here into the new year. So um, I think there's lots to talk about as we as we enter this new year. Um, and one of the big things uh, I think everyone listening probably has done is sat down and done some New Year's resolutions, uh, gotten ready uh, for 2023. Um, and, uh, you know, resolutions surrounding your finances, personal finances is a big one as you enter into a new year and making sure you kind of have everything lined up. So Courtney, do you want to kind of talk about maybe some some tips or some New Year's resolutions that are important to focus on as we uh, begin a new year here? Yeah, um, I think the biggest one on people's minds right now, and I've been hearing from everywhere, is budgeting and uh, making sure you have a good budget. Prices are going up and you want to make sure that you can get through to the next paycheck. So uh, the best thing to do really is to sit down and actually crunch the numbers. A lot of people see the money going in and out, but they don't actually see where their money is coming from and where it's going to. So it's really sitting down and looking at where everything is actually going. You'll probably be surprised at some of the things you didn't think uh, your money was going to, you know, if you go Tim Hortons or your coffee every morning, uh, stuff like that. So yeah, that would be my biggest tip uh, for, for managing the cash flow, which I think is going to be really big this year. Yeah. I think you got to watch some of the, the new year's traps too, that we all fall oh, in. Yes. Like the, okay. Like the weight loss thing, right. <laughs> You're bombarded by that and you want to join the membership and, and that eats into your budget. So like, you know, that really, you know, people just jump on those bandwagons and these companies know that and you're bombarded with that. And and, and they uh, always have deals this time. Oh, again, yeah. You know, but you're still join spending now. hundreds yeah, of dollars. Because everybody does it. join. What do they say? Like, I think by like March, like everybody's already given up on everything. And, and so these companies make like, you know, they've made the whole year of uh, of your um, fees and um, you've only gone for like three months. So be careful with, you know, uh, those types of drastic sort of resolutions. I think mm -hmm. slow and easy kind of makes sense. And, and, and the, other, the other one that I see a lot more and more of is the travel, the travel mm -hmm. thing. Oh, my gosh. Like my email is bombarded with all kinds of deals. And you're yeah. just itching to go and, and to get out of this cold, damp weather. And, and, you know, I, I kind of look at this as, is, you know, if you haven't budgeted for that trip, like previously, and it comes up, a lot of people say like, I deserve it, right? I deserve a trip. I need, I need to get away. Right. And, and that really throws a wrench into the whole budgeting thing, because it's, it's sort of short-term pleasure, you know, for, you know, some, some, you know, some pain that's going to happen afterwards when you get back. So. Yeah. And another one that you guys, I don't know if you're getting that, but I surely am as female as I'm getting a lot of subscriptions for various beauty products right now. Try this serum. It's only a monthly and they, they really big on the monthly subscriptions for it now where you buy and you'll get a great deal. You get a hundred 
dollars worth of stuff for eighty dollars and stuff but you know you get more product than you need you have it all sitting on your shelf it never gets used or you find it doesn't work for you so yeah just be very wary I, I think with each year that comes now that sort of subscription model is is becoming more and more popular in every industry and uh it's really easy to forget about it right oh i'll cancel it next month you know I, and then you forget about it and there goes another charge onto your card right and i think you know especially uh in the economic times that we're in now budgeting and sort of managing your cash flow is even more important and i think you know one thing that we sort of uh, you know, talk a lot about with clients and everything is not necessarily putting a budget together and sticking to it, but it's more so about your the managing of your cash flow and understanding, okay, where is your money going? And are you okay with that? Because it's all about consequences. At the end of the day, it's your money, right? You can spend it however you'd like, but it's understanding the consequences of if you spend $200 a month in Starbucks, what is that where is that taking away from you potentially putting that money somewhere else, right? Yeah, I would agree because the strict budget, like you said, Brett, it doesn't work. I mean, it's the same as those uh, fitness programs Joe was talking about. You go in it, I'm going to stick to this, I'm going to spend this much money on this, that much money on that, but then surprises come up or something unexpected comes up and you're just you end up spending money in places you weren't expecting to and then your whole budget's broken you feel defeated and you you throw it out after a few weeks so it's just the knowledge of knowing where you spend things like give keeps you consciously aware so okay maybe i shouldn't spend this here because you know it's a little high when i do my cash flow when i look at it you know I think sort of the moral of the story is just that don't panic now that we're in the new year. Don't be swayed, you know, look through sort of, you know, all this propaganda that's coming your way and and stay the course and stuff. And and one of the the key things in staying the course is, and we talk about it all the time, is the the regular contributions to your RSP or, or TFSA, depending upon what you're doing, just setting that uh, automated, you know, hundred bucks, 200 bucks, whatever a month that goes in that you really don't even see. And at the end of the year, you've got something contributed to those plans. So you've got something going on the side too. So I think that that's really, really important. And if you haven't set that up, you know, that could be a new year's resolution. Just get that thing finally set up. Yeah. And I think treating those investment contributions on a regular basis, like a bill payment, you know, fixed like that's a fixed expense. I have to put 200 bucks a month into my RSP, uh, you know, and you treat it that way. It's a mandatory expense. You're saving for your retirement, for your future, uh, for something down the road. And, uh, you know, that helps you uh, keep yourself accountable during those situations. And, and sort of on that topic, we do have uh, new contribution limits to the tax-free savings account this year. We can contribute up to 6500 So the government did recognize that there is some inflation going on, right? <laughs> and allowed us all to contribute a little bit more to the tax-free savings accounts. And um, they even, I think, slightly increased the uh, RSP uh, threshold as well in terms of the dollar figure being the maximum dollar figure that you can contribute now. So there is some uh, adjustments to the contribution room. And, and as a reminder, there is time within the next... A uh, couple months to still contribute to your RSP and get the tax uh, rebate for next year. So there's lots of planning tools that can be used at the beginning of this year to, if you have the ability to, and if there's any New Year's resolution, to talk to a financial planner, right? 
Yeah, this is great time. Like, you know, we always have that conversation, RSP or TFSA, where should I be contributing and stuff? This is time to connect with your financial planner, you know, sit down with the person and look at your personal situation, look at your tax situation, kind of make a call as to where you should be contributing and, and get those, uh, again, start those uh, monthly contributions if you haven't done those already. And so uh, I, I touched a little bit on market conditions and sort of economic conditions. Um, and, uh, you know, we ended the year sort of the market's pulling back a little bit uh, to finish off 2022. But I will say it's been quite an optimistic ride to start 2023 um, in the markets. Um, Joe, what are so, some of the things that you've seen that are kind of hot button topics there in the markets these days and, and surrounding the economy? Yeah, it, it seems like, you know, we, we did get that Christmas run, you know, in December um, that we had sort of talked about and kind of expected. Um, so markets did do uh, relatively well, a little bit of a pullback, maybe the last week in December. Um, but coming into January, all of a sudden, yeah, markets are, keep charging charging up a lot of optimism you know um there are some signs there uh very loose signs from what i understand from some of the analysts uh that inflation is sort of peaking and i think that that is is what is driving the market at this stage of the game so i don't know how long that's going to necessarily last we tend to think obviously recession is is either here or coming and we really haven't felt the pain of recession at this point in time. So um, I think that that has to happen in order to help bring down our inflation overall or long term. Um, and with that, then we'll probably get some correction into the markets as well is, is somewhat of our expectations. But uh, but it has been an interesting start. So right now with the markets, there's so many unknowns still, which unknowns is what makes the market go up and down. We've got the war in Europe still going on. We've got the inflation, of course, we just talked about. China's reopening. We're not really sure what that's going to mean, how fast the, the product chains are going to start opening up, or if that's going to expose people to more COVID. Uh, Europe is in a recession. How is that going to affect the rest of the world? So there's still a lot of unknowns. So, uh, you know, there's expect some rockiness, at least for the next while. Yeah. And I think uh, like the way the markets are right now, there's lots of optimism just sort of finishing off the year that this is going to be the year we're going to come through things. But I think it's a little too much forward looking in the mm -hmm. sense that like you were right, Joe, and you, you mentioned it. I don't think we felt the pain yet. And even some of the headlines today about more job loss uh, you know, uh, cuts to to some of the companies. And I think the 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 um, earnings seasons coming up, the next couple like earnings reports from companies will be really key uh, on how uh, companies are performing because interest rates are high, disposable income's low, and there's still talk that they're going to continue to hike these rates to really, really put a pressure on, um, you know, everyone's disposable income and, and which internal effect spending jobs earnings. So the whole trickle down effect still really hasn't happened yet. I would agree. Yeah, definitely is going to be an interesting time moving forward in 2023 here. Um, and one of the things too, and it kind of goes into this topic we you know mentioned at the beginning is the idea of fads and um and that is really reflective in the markets too because we do have clients that you know saying oh this is the next 
best thing stock we I should be buying and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I want to own some of this and some of that stock because I heard that it's going to, you know, just explode. And and we I think we should just caution people and, you know, have your conversation with your financial planner about it. And, and it may make sense to have that within your portfolio, but it, it leads to sort of the idea of diversification, I think, is is really, really key in your overall portfolio, because it is a tough job to determine what is going to be the next hot stock. And these portfolio managers have a difficult job in trying to kind of pinpoint those. And, and sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong, right? So it's one of those things that you got to have a diversified portfolio because as you're growing and you're growing your investment, uh, you don't want to treat it like a casino and put, you know, all your money down on black eight, you know, uh, or, or GameStop or exactly <laughs> like, yeah, like do you really want to play with your, your money that way. Like, you know, and maybe sometimes people do, but often, you know, that slow and steady thing that it really works. It really well, you got to remember with those fads too, is it's really about the wind you got to get in the right point and you got to get out at the right point otherwise you could lose a lot of money to yeah. like it you think about bitcoin or gamestop both of those are really great examples of that well the last one was the, the last one was the bed bath and beyond yeah, it's just mm-hmm. gone in yeah. bankruptcy protection and <laughs> their stock is going crazy yeah it went up like 230 percent uh, last week and then it did drop 36 percent on friday so again right like you look at that and and if you were the one saying oh my gosh i'm on i, I gotta get in before it's too late and you get in friday morning well now you've lost 30 percent right and yeah. so again that's like you said joe you know are you taking your tfsa to the casino and, you know, putting it all on, you know, something that's running up, right? So there are, you know, it is important that um, you're very careful. And that's why there's, you know, professional managers, portfolio managers out there that can um, build portfolios that are, are meant to withstand some of the tumultuous times. And, and, and as we enter a recession, that's, you know, volatility is the name of the game, right? Like market swings in both directions are very, very common. Um, and as you mentioned, that's why it's where it is really important to be diversified because um, you don't know what sector is going to be the best sector that year. You can make predictions and, and assumptions and, uh, and whatnot, but it is really interesting. We touched it on it on the last podcast, actually, about which sectors had been best performing in 2022. And even if you look back as, as a history of year over year, it's quite fascinating to see, you know, in which years certain industries outperformed the others. Yeah, it's very rare to see one industry at the top of the chart every single year or even back-to-back years it i don't know if i've ever seen it to be perfectly honest yeah yeah well we know we talked about this at the at the last uh podcast was the the tech sector and that had a really really good run but like you know in recent years it hasn't right it really suffered you know uh certainly last year and maybe there's an opportunity there but here's the other question that you know that we have to ask ourselves is is it going to be the same companies yes you know because you know there's new companies in that sector popping up all the time and which is going to be the next you know new company that's really going to skyrocket in terms of their growth potential and and provide a, a good opportunity for you to uh, increase your portfolio 
Yeah. And it, it never is the same 10 stocks, right? And, no. and even industry-wise, um, you look at uh, in 2000 versus 2020, what the top 10 holdings of the S&P 500 were, right? What what was the weighted percentage, top percentage um, for the companies and also by sector? And you'll realize that it's completely distant, different, it's vastly different. And so, um, you know, where we'll be in 20 years from now may be completely different as well. It is quite fascinating to see, and we'll have to sort of see how it is. But one thing I do want to touch on uh, lastly here before we wrap up the podcast is um, kind of ties everything back into that whole budgeting thing is as we enter this um, potentially recessionary period, uh, as it hasn't officially been uh, named that yet, but um, it's important to know that, you know, job losses are still likely to trickle down. Um, interest rates are going to continue to hike. So it's understanding in your financial position, where, where are you at? Uh, because you have to forecast those potential events that might happen later this year, right? So you've got those potential, if you've got a variable mortgage, if you've got whatnot. So really important things to sort of budget in. And I think that's where even uh, you know, Courtney, even a small emergency fund, right? Might yeah. be something that's really, really important uh, this year to build up and focus on. Yeah. So the, I think uh, that sort of wraps up this first episode of the podcast, really important budgeting, but just managing your cash flow in general, understanding where you're putting your money and don't fall victim to any of those money traps as we enter the new year. So uh, thank you everyone so much for listening and joining us on our fourth season. We'll be back uh, with podcasts every month at uh, the end of the month, and we will see you in February. Thanks for listening. KLT Wealth Management is a registered trade name of Quintessence Wealth, a registered portfolio manager in Alberta, British Columbia, Manitoba, New Brunswick, Newfoundland and Labrador, Nova Scotia, Ontario, Prince Edward Island, Quebec, and Saskatchewan, an investment fund manager in Newfoundland and Labrador, Ontario, Quebec, and an exempt market dealer in Alberta, British Columbia, Manitoba, New Brunswick, Newfoundland and Labrador, Nova Scotia, Ontario, Quebec, and Saskatchewan. The Ontario's Security Commission, OSC, is the principal regulator for Quintessence Wealth. The information presented comes from sources believed to be reliable, but we cannot guarantee its accuracy or reliability. The opinions expressed are based on an analysis and interpretation dating from the date of recording and are subject to change without notice. Furthermore, they should not be considered investment advice, or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities or investment products. The information contained herein is for educational purposes only.